Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 1st in the year of our Lord 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for, stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We do indeed believe in the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. we got a lot to cover. we got a little time. we got two hours of incredible talk. And then the news preparation starts for the next broadcast. We are on the air six days a week, two hours a day. And, man, we love to share our time with you. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Okay, yesterday's broadcast, just a quick recap. We talked about Cary Lake does not concede after, quote, Maricopa County certifies. I would say fraudulently certifies, but that's an opinion to which I'm entitled. We also talked about, sadly, Oath Keeper founder Stuart Rhodes was convicted of, quote, seditious conspiracy. Um, <clears throat> they say that he had a violent plot to overturn Joe Biden's election, <clears throat> handing the Justice Department a major victory in the January 6th massive prosecution situation. Uh, I consider Stuart Rhodes a dear friend. I am not abandoning him. He's far from perfect, as we all are, but you know what? I don't believe he intended a violent overthrow of the country. I do believe he intended to defend Donald Trump. I do be believe that Stuart Rhodes... As I do, we believe election fraud took place and we wanted Congress to investigate it. Congress refused to do their duty. They were derelict in their duty. And Stuart Rhodes basically staged a situation where if he needed to defend Donald Trump, that could have been done by the citizens of this country. Since Donald didn't take the action Stuart Rhodes thought he might, Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers didn't take the action either. Uh, Oath Keepers were seen... It's on video. If you go to theepictimes.com and watch the other side of the January 6th story, you'll find out Oath Keepers did help police officers and did peacefully act appropriately. They escorted police officers to safety. Uh, I believe the jury was fed uh, dishonest information by the judge. Uh, I believe that the jury was not fully informed. Uh, I believe the jury was stacked against the Stuart Rhodes. This is a very political case. Most folks don't understand people like me or Stuart Rhodes or others uh, who peacefully want to restore this country. Uh, but you know what? Because we've seen so much criminal activity, uh, we want to take action. And uh, so I, I'm defending Stuart. I think he was railroaded, and I think it was wrong. And I hope some way truth can come out. Uh, again, I'm not telling you Stuart Rhodes is perfect. I know people can call me and deliver dirt on him. I know his uh, ex-wife and family and stuff like that are you know, saying he's a bad guy and all this stuff. But, folks, I've been friends with Stuart for a long time. I'm not his best friend by any means, 
but I've known him over the years, and you know what? I think he's a good guy. I've had a lot of personal conversations with Stuart, uh, et cetera, and I, I believe he means well. <laughs> anyway, the deep state is going to barbecue folks like Stuart Rhodes, even though the FBI says, hey, the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys did not have an overthrow agenda. Never mind the inside government provocateur uh, whistleblowers. Hopefully, Stuart Rhodes can bring more of that information out as time goes on. Uh, but even though the FBI informants and everything else inside say that the Oath Keepers and, um, you know, uh, the Proud Boys and all this did not have an insurrection agenda, the government maintains there still was. And I agree there was. The problem is they've got the wrong people fingered. The Ray Epps of the world run around free, even though we have evidence on video of their shenanigans and ill-gotten behavior. They run free while Stuart Rhodes sits behind bars. Something is wrong, my fellow Americans. And I'm not abandoning Stuart Rhodes over this. You can say, well, Sam, he's a, he's a, he's a, and you can go on and on and on with all the fill in the blanks. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, I'm not going to just uh, betray our guys and trust the government side of the story. Oh, no. Now, they had all these messages, they claim, that uh, put Stuart not in a very favorable light. But you know what? All that was encrypted private communication. And none of that is violent. Stuart did not enter the Capitol that day and was not violent. That's the facts. You could put whatever hacked rhetoric on the books you want, but how much of the story did the government tell? We know they withhold evidence. We know they, we saw it in the Ammon Bundy case. We've seen it in many cases, folks. And now we're seeing it with the Stuart Rhodes case. And if you think your uh, um, communications are encrypted, that's what others believed as well. I don't believe you have encrypted communication from the government at all. I believe the government will absolutely go ballistic if there is any encryption that they cannot have access to or crack. So the bottom line is what information got put before the jury? I don't know. But I can tell you this, I'm not comfortable with it at all. All right, so I'm defending Stuart Rhodes. I may not even be defending his everything he said or did, okay? Because he's, he's got his own views and I've got my own views. We might go about it differently. It's kind of like Ammon Bundy. You know, Ammon Bundy took over the Malheur Wildlife Refuge. I was there at the time. I was invited to be the media man inside. I chose not to. So me and Ammon Bundy went down different roads. But you know what? I still have tremendous respect and support Ammon Bundy, even if I have the right to my views and my decisions as he does. Well, Stuart Rhodes is the same. I may not agree with everything Stuart did or said or whatever. But I'm telling you, he is not an evil man. He does not deserve the proposed uh, maximum sentence of 60 years for all of his supposed crimes. While government IRS agents run around free and steal people's houses and while government runs around Lois Lerner's free, all these different people. I mean, it's just insanity, folks. All right. We have the next two hours with a guest by the name of William Taylor Real. Uh, He's with a group called the County Sheriff Brigades of Pennsylvania. CSPP is what it's called. SheriffBrigadesOfPenn.com is their website. Uh, And we talked about the constitutional amendment process is increasingly being abused and misused to blur the separation of powers. Do we need a constitution, asks one politician. Uh, We need a state and a general constitution. Yes, sir. And what we need is more obedience to it, not questioning if we need it. Um, we asked if the attorney generals and the district attorneys are law enforcement officers, and they've been manipulated into being so across this country as they try to obliterate the sheriff, but they're not intended to be. They're in the judicial branch, not the executive branch, as is the sheriff. So we talked about the constitutional sheriff's movement and the right that they're doing, but you know what? Constitutional sheriff's movement urges law enforcement to intervene in election process. Caitlin Dixon, Yahoo News. 
Well, shame on Caitlin because she perverts it through her whole article. She makes it sound like we believe the sheriff's a king and he can do anything he wants. That's a lie. But she also makes it seem like the sheriffs have no authority whatsoever to deal with crimes relating to elections in their county. And that's a lie, too. Sheriffs have responsibility to deal with all crimes, folks, and to prosecute crime. That's the sheriff's responsibility. They're trying to obliterate that and destroy that in America, but don't you fall for the lie. Sheriffs were around before the republic was codified. Okay? Sheriffs have been around for, Shire had been around for a long, 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 long time. Anyway, the interview second hour with Bill continued, and you know what? We agree with Bill on 99% of everything. But you know what? Bill's a little bit frustrated because we acknowledge things, uh, and I say that we live in the real and teach to the ideal. Uh, you know what? Bill has a problem with that. We discussed the inaction of Maricopa County, Arizona Sheriff Paul Penzone. And I acknowledge that he's the sheriff. Bill says, no, he's a criminal. Well, I agree. He's done some criminal acts. Uh, but Bill says we cannot acknowledge these guys as the sheriffs. I say you got to deal with things as they really are. That's reality. Okay. So I appreciate, you know, not wanting to give him sheriff status. But, folks, he is the duly elected sheriff by the people in the county. Yes, has he done some wrong? Has he turned a blind eye to things that I believe are criminal and critical for the sheriff to do? Has he violated his oath of office? In my opinion, yes. So I agree with Bill on the point. But I'm not going to run around and, and say that, you know, President Biden's not the president. You know, this sheriff's Punzone's not the sheriff. I can't just delegitimize any government person anytime I want to because I want to. That doesn't change the fact that the... You know, 4.5 million people in Maricopa County consider this guy the sheriff. So does the law. So do the elections. And I can deny it all day long, but I'm not living in reality. Now, I am encouraging, uh, because Penzone won't listen to reason and the rule of law, I am encouraging the citizenry to replace him. Okay, so I'm doing everything that I can to teach and educate to the ideal. But we live in the real, folks. We can't pretend this guy's not the sheriff. We can't pretend that Biden's not the president. We can't, you know, we can talk about their illegitimacy if we want to. Uh, but so Bill thinks I'm putting, uh, at the end, he was mad at me after we got off the radio. He felt like I put words in his mouth I did not intend to. But we just have a fundamental difference, his group and our group, in terms of what we're doing. The CSPA wants to be educating, educating, educating. And so does he. But he believes that we should back his organization and take steps that we don't believe make sense. I'm not going to run around and act like Bill or um, that Mr. Penzone is not the sheriff. I'm not going to run around and act like Joe Biden is not the president. Okay, now I agree that they've got some legitimacy problems and all that kind of stuff. I agree, uh, but we got to live in the real and teach to the ideal. And our goal is to move the ideal towards the ideal more and more and more if we can. Uh, and, you know, uh, sometimes it's a tactics difference. That's why I started out with the difference between me and Ammon Bundy. Look, Ammon Bundy wanted to take over the Mount Hero Wildlife Refuge. He felt like land issues were that important, and he felt good about his actions. I felt like I did not want to be on the inside. I did not want to go to jail. I felt like a different strategy should take place. But just because Ammon Bundy and I disagree on strategy, that doesn't mean we're not dear friends and we don't respect each other. We do and we are. Same with me and Stuart Rhodes, and same with me and Mr. Bill. Hang tight. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, Kelly Finnegan, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Good morning, Sam. Brian Rust, RustKunnagift.com. Welcome, my friend. Thanks, Sam. Glad to be with you. There's so much time, so little talk. I want to start out with a political uh, issue, then we'll get the Honest Money Report in seconds. Uh, you know, I had a guy on for two hours yesterday. His name is Bill, and he runs a sheriff's organization different from the CSPOA. Uh, and he kind of felt like uh, me uh, saying that, you know, um, Joe Biden was president or that so-and-so was a sheriff, uh, that I was kind of legitimizing their criminal activity. Uh, and so he feels like we should push harder and do more and, you know, we have kind of a difference in strategy is all. We generally agree with the same points, but he seemed quite angry with me because I wouldn't go as far or with him as he wanted and or take uh, the viewpoints that he's taking or the strategy. And I mentioned Ammon Bundy. You know, he took over the Malheur Wildlife Refuge, and I was asked to be the media man inside before anybody else, and I chose not to do that. So me and Ammon went kind of different directions. I even wrote a press release with Sheriff Richard Mack saying I don't agree with the takeover of the uh, refuge and etc cetera, etc cetera. well Stuart Rhodes now has been convicted and I consider Stuart a dear friend and I really love him and I'm not going to bail on Ammon Bundy and I'm not going to bail on Stuart Rhodes but I will say Stuart had a different strategy than I would have uh, proposed and we can have our different views but still be dear friends well this bill uh, seems to think that somehow if I don't go along with his way that somehow I'm not a friend or I'm not loyal or I'm putting words in his mouth or etc cetera, etc cetera. I want everyone to know on this radio you know what I marched to my own drum I'm Sam Bushman baby uh, and everybody else has that same God-given, God-ordained right. 
And just because people think differently or believe differently or have a different take or a different strategy or a different action than I do, that doesn't mean we can't be dear friends. Brian, let's start with you. What do you say to that? Right, Sam. I, th- I think that's what I really appreciate about you is you're not really tied to, you know, it's like, like Trump. You don't come right out. I mean, there's things that you don't like about Trump, and you say it, and you say it. You call it how it is, and I think you, you – de- I listened to a little bit of that. I didn't get quite, you know, the whole whole – Listen to the whole thing, but I, th- I think he did a great job. I, 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 at some point, hopefully, he'll come around to that. I mean, I, I didn't real, I didn't feel like you were trying to attack him, and uh, you, you know, you brought up your points, and I thought it went went well. So, uh, I, I think everything went pretty well at first, um, and I agreed with a lot of his points. I really do. I'm not at odds with this guy in a meaningful, big, huge way. We have slight differences of how we want to focus on things, but I don't want to say his wrong or his way is bad and evil and wrong, and he's you know, involved with the criminals, and he's the enemy, too, and we need to be very careful. This is one of the problems in the patriot movement. We need to be very careful. Just because you disagree on a point, that doesn't mean we're enemies, people. Come on, stop. Um, we need to just go about it our own way and collaborate on the things we agree on and set aside the things we don't agree on, and that's what the liberals do, and boy, are they successful, sad to say. Kelly, what's your thoughts on this? Well, you know, if I could only be friends with everybody that agrees exactly with me, I wouldn't have any friends. So that's <laughs> not even your wife. Yeah, I'd, uh-huh. I'd be your friend. <laughs> no, no. My wife and I, we have disagreements and, and things. Yeah. And, and Brian knows that I'm very out there on some things, but uh, that doesn't mean you can't be. That's the problem we're having right now is we're so divided that everybody wants it to be theirs or, or nothing. You know, if, if you don't agree with me on this or you like this person or support this, then we can't be friends. And but it's just ridiculous, you know, and I had a conversation yesterday with someone at work about cryptocurrency and they love it and, and I don't, but, but we're really good friends, you know, and, it, and that's, that's fine. Maybe I can learn something from her. Did you just eat them and just get rid of them entirely from your life and wipe them from your life completely, Kelly? Oh, never. This is somebody I've known oh, for 20 oh. years. You know, why would I throw away 20 years of friendship? Amen. Your point's spot on, and that is the exact quintessential point I'm making, Brian. Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's what I like. I, you know, Sam, I, most people, you know, that or I would hope majority of the people that follow you uh, see that. I mean, you're not you're not throwing everybody under the bus. You you try to befriend. You talk your points. You you have and you and you always come out and say I have an opinion, which I should be able to have, right? And and not that I, di- I and I disagree in this point, but you're yeah, you're kind and and great about it. So that's that's what I love about you. And I'll give you one example. Yesterday, somehow the guy got disconnected partway through the interview, and we did not intentionally let him go. And he you know, says, it wasn't on my end. Well, I don't know if it was on his end or our end. I have no idea. It, it did not happen on purpose. Uh, at first, we thought he hung up, but then we called him right back, or, and then he, he called us back at the same time. So while well, we got a voicemail because he was dialing us, then he got on the air and said, well, I'm the one that called you back. Well, the truth is we both called each other back, okay? Um, and the truth is I don't care who called who. I just want to make it very clear that I was not chopping him off. I was not. I don't play those games. I don't do the Rush Limbaugh, we're going to abort somebody. Okay, if it's too heated of an argument to where I don't believe it's a productive discussion, then I'll just simply say, hey, we're going to have to let you go for now. And, I, and, I, and I'll make that very clear. Uh, but I'm not going to pretend. What, are you there? I, I, I can't hear you. I must have lost him. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I don't play those games. Right. Okay, we don't have right. all kinds of ways to vet people before they get on the radio. We don't have all kinds of ways to play those games. Um, he got disconnected somehow, you know, and I don't know if it was the, the, the deep state trying to hose us both down or if it was just a legitimate, hey, no, uh, 
things happen. I don't know. But all I know is we didn't cut the guy off, and I was just trying to help the audience understand that. Nature got all personal. Well, I'm not saying that you said that. Look, I don't even want to fight about it. I just want everybody to know no one intentionally dropped the call. You're back. Let's go. That's all. It, it, but it turned into this weird thing for some reason, and I don't even understand it. But I did want the audience to know I don't just chop people off like that. I don't believe in it. If, if we can't come to an understanding, I'll just tell you I got to go. Thanks so much for the call. I got to go. Um, and I'll even let them, you know, hey, do you want a parting shot? That's fine, too. As long as you don't swear or do things that will get me in trouble from the FCC, I'll let you finish as long as you're reasonable. Now, if you want to monopolize my radio program for an hour and pretend that's me letting you finish, that's abuse and that's wrong, too, and I'm not doing it. So there's some lines there. But I try to be really careful about this, Kelly, because everybody matters. Oh, yeah. I'm One of the guys that I respect is, is Jim Rome, and he does the sports thing, and I haven't listened to him for a long time. But he would let people get on and give their take and talk, and he wouldn't interrupt them. And then he'd say, thanks for calling. And then he would, you know, have a rebuttal or something about that. But he didn't get into this fighting back and forth thing. And unfortunately, that's what Sean Hannity loves, and I, I can't stand that. Yeah, yeah let's like have a discussion. Let's have a discussion. Amen. The other thing is I don't know that I like when you let somebody go to and then you have the rebuttal where they don't get a, uh, to respond to your response. It always makes you look like the king of the <laughs> of the airwaves because I can always, whatever you say, I can have my rebuttal. And if I get the last word, uh, you know, so there's a little bit of an issue with that, too. The problem is, and I agree with Jim on this, though, you can't just let somebody argue back and forth and monopolize your radio program. There are those people who are enemies of liberty, and they just love to get on and just argue points that are worthless and a waste of time with me for two hours and just waste all my airtime. You know, so th there's a balance. You can't let that happen either, Brian. There's, there's a way to be respectful. There's also a way to not let them abuse you either. Right, and I, you know, I think that's it. That's that's what made America great, right? That we all have an opportunity to say and speak and and uh, <clears throat> share our ideas. And, and like you said, yeah, we might not a agree with with your ideas or or that, but and I, I don't think that was your intention at all. I, <clears throat> I mean, you bring a person on because you you'd like to know more about what he's trying to accomplish under that organization, uh, and you and Sheriff Matt, you know. And, and, and your side of it and how you're kind of running with things. And that, and that, that brings out where people can kind of see what's happening or what both sides or, or, or what their institution is and, and uh, that they can decide how to kind of move forward. So I think you did good. All right. I want to bring this subject up, and it's a very touchy subject, but I know you gentlemen can handle it and you won't freak out and back away. So that's why I bring it up with you guys. Um, as you know, I don't know what a white supremacist is because I don't, I don't believe in that view. I believe we're all God's children and we should behave like that. I don't give a rip what color you are. And, you know, to mock them uh, who say that I'm a white supremacist, I just need to know what color somebody is so I can know how I should behave. I joke. But to say I don't even know what color someone is. So, so much for that racial uh, debate here. But uh, Donald Trump <clears throat> had some people come to Mar-a-Lago, and they had dinner together. And Donald Trump and Kanye West have been friends for some time, as you all know. And Kanye West has had some meltdown trouble lately, and he's gone kind of anti-Semitic, some claim, and he, this about the Jews and that about this and uh, whatever. Uh, and so Donald Trump felt like when Kanye West asked for a meeting, Donald said sure, and he thought he could discuss and give advice to his dear friend Kanye, who's thinking about running for president in 2024. And Kanye asked Donald to be his running mate and all this stuff. And 
But when Yi is his name now, I guess, went to the Mar-a-Lago dinner, he brought a few friends with him. And the few friends turned out to be supposedly unsavory characters, don't you know? Uh, one of them was the guy by the name of uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, and this guy has been kind of a white supremacist guy, they claim. Uh, he was gay and he'd promote that agenda. He would stir things up wildly. That's one guy that was there. Another guy that was there is a guy by the name of Nick Fuentes. Um, and I want to talk about these guys a little bit and put it in context. And I'm hoping for um, Brian and Kelly to help me break this down in a meaningful way. We'll do it in seconds. We also got the Honest Money Report coming up. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Russia must pay for its horrific crimes, including for its crime of aggression against a sovereign state. And this is why, while continuing to support the International Criminal Court, we are proposing to set up a specialized court backed by the United Nations to investigate and prosecute Russia's crime of aggression. European Union President Ursula von der Leyen on Wednesday is considering the idea of a specialized court to put Russia's top officials on trial over their invasion of Ukraine. The Biden administration's request to halt a Texas judge's ruling blocking its student debt transfer program was turned down by a federal appeals court on Wednesday night, saying it violated federal procedures. Two separate storms will cover much of the Mountain West with snow through the weekend. The heaviest snow will fall in California's Sierra Nevada mountains with multiple feet expected. The second storm will drop southward from Alaska and arrive along the northwest coast later Friday and then impact other parts of the West into the weekend. With one more Senate seat available, the runoff in Georgia will determine if Republicans will have the ability to slow down the government spending that's resulted in inflation. Katie Lewis has more. A new poll shows a virtual deadlock in Georgia's Senate runoff five days before Election Day. The survey from Emerson College Polling and The Hill has Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock with 49 percent support from likely voters, while Republican challenger Herschel Walker is the choice of 47 percent. The two-point difference is within the poll's margin of error. World Cup soccer matches in Qatar continue. The United States will face the Netherlands at 4 in the morning Eastern on Saturday. USA Radio News. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pos Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Pos Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Pos reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Paz. It's good medicine. The buy one, get one free special going on now at MyPillow. 
My Pillow Bed Sheets, Giza Elegance My Pillows, the Roll and Go, Go Anywhere My Pillows, and Six Piece Towel Sets on Special. Go to mypillow.com slash USA, use promo code USA, or call 1 800 951 8175 and find out all the great deals you can get right now at My Pillow, mypillow.com slash USA. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Brian Rust, Kelly Finnegan, and yours truly in the roundtable. So we're talking about this fiasco with Donald Trump. The mainstream press literally um, just out of control attacking Donald. Donald had Kanye over to dinner at Mar-a-Lago, his club. Kanye brought a few uh, unsavory friends with him, supposedly. Kanye speaking out now boldly against uh, Jewish Zionism and influence and this and that and speaking out. And I don't agree with Yee's comments at all, by the way. Milo um, Yiannopoulos uh, is a supposed white supremacist guy as well. Now, he says he arranged the dinner between former President Donald Trump and white nationalist Nick Fuentes in order to make Donald's life miserable according to NBC News. Now, Milo has always been a guy to create unique circumstances to get fame and fortune. Uh, and I've, I've met him uh, before, and, uh, you know, I'm not really pleased or, with the guy. Uh, he promoted his gay agenda for a long time, and then he said he reneged on being gay. And the guy just does stuff, in my opinion, for this kind of fiasco. But Nicholas J. Fuentes, who is this guy, you may ask, right? Well, the mainstream press wants you just to listen to who they say he is. But I went to Nick's website to determine who he is. Is that fair? Okay. And Nick Fuentes says, you know, on his website, it says, who is Nick Fuentes? An American live streamer, news commentator, and host of America First, which is his, uh, you know, talk show, whatever you want to call it. Now, what I find fascinating is they say Nick, or this Fuentes guy is a super white supremacist. But if you go on Fuentes' webpage... Fuentes says he's of Mexican descent via his paternal ancestors. Now, I don't really understand. I'm kind of a blind guy, so I can't figure this out. Maybe you guys can help me. If the guy's of Mexican descent, how is he a white supremacist? Oh, because he has these anti-Semitic views, don't you know? He hates the Jews, and, uh, you know, he, uh, oh, man, this guy, huh, he denies the Holocaust, and, uh, he self-identifies as this movement, and he's a Catholic and a Christian nationalist, and he's, they're just going off psychotic. Uh, let's have Brian respond first. What do you say to this whole fiasco, Brian? Well, it gave uh, Chuck Schumer an opportunity to get on the Senate floor and denounce all, <laughs> all this, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they can throw people here and put their here, and, and I don't know what you know their agenda was, basically coming to the dinner and what they were trying to accomplish. Maybe Milo, he was trying to, it seems like he, he, he just wants to spark some kind of a controversy, possibly. But obviously the media is going to jump on this and run with it, just because they're, anything that Trump does at this point, uh, they're going to jump jump on and, and, uh, and really throw the negative at him. So I think they're scared of Trump. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of, of really what went out of that dinner, but I, I don't know who Nick is really as well. But I, I don't know why he <laughs> – but they're going to dig and throw whatever mud they're going to out there on the media scope. Kelly, do you want to respond? And then I want to give my take last. It's not that I need your take to give my take. I just don't want to take all the air out of the room, which sometimes I do unintentionally. But what do you think, Kelly? Well, it sounds like there were four people there that want to keep their names in the news. And so they do whatever. But, yeah, on that one, you, you know, you probably should have called it. Let, let's, let's not do this. This doesn't look good. And once again, but, we've but got to put the... labels on people, you know. Yeah, but here's the problem that I have. I want to jettison the label for a second. And I want to quit these labels that say white supremacist Donald, white supremacist Milo, white supremacist Nick Fuentes or whatever. Let's stop all that and say, look, Fuentes is of, at least from his paternal side, Mexican descent. Now, I don't know how you're a white supremacist when you're not white. Now, Donald's uh, white, uh, but ye, Kanye West, is black all the way, right? And if well, yeah, uh, this... Fuentes guy is half Mexican, uh, then how do they say he's a white guy and a white supremacist, even though he's half Mexican? But you see, don't you know Barack Obama's half white, half black? But see, he's black, don't you know? How do you take the Mexican well, guy who's half Mexican, half white, and say he's white, and take the black guy who's half white and half black and say he's black? How does that all work, Kelly? Well, Sam, really quick. Hey, they, they call Ben Shapiro and Dennis Prager Nazis, and they're both Orthodox Jews, you know, so... They'll, they'll, they'll throw a name tag on anybody that they want to try to defame them without people looking into it. Amen. And that's uh, it, my whole point. That's why when I want to know who Nick is, I looked at the wiki page because I want to get a you know, separate view. Then I looked at his own page, and now I've drawn my views. Uh, Brian? See, I think that's where the media jumps in. I mean, this media-driven, uh, <clears throat> you know, they say whatever they want to say. They retract maybe hearing a little phrase that nobody hears or sees. They do and push and continue to push their agenda. So that media-driven name-calling and so on is those people that aren't going to go and, and do their homework, do their due diligence and so on, are relying upon those words and those people uh, pushing out that news. And, and that's happening throughout. We've talked about that in many episodes where the, this news-driven leftist uh, thought process, and then if they do make a mistake – they hardly ever accountable for it. It's maybe a little blurb. Oh, sorry, we, we made a mistake right here. But no one would see that or hear that. But that's, that's their driven uh, agenda. Now, here's my problem with this whole thing. All right. Here's my big issue. Number one, we're letting the media tell us who Nick is, not who Nick says he is. Nick says Bingo. he's a commentator, a streamer, or this and that. Nick says, I'm not a white supremacist. Well, I have to agree with him. He's half Mexican. Okay. <laughs> and... Uh, he says, the only thing I identify with is Christian American. Well, by golly, I'm a Christian American, too. Are you, Brian? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, you and Nick, you guys are, see, that's the lie they go on. Wow, Sam, he identifies exactly like Nick does. Whoa, see, this is the problem. Now, do I agree if he denies the Holocaust? No, I don't, because I believe the Holocaust happened, okay? Right. Um, but you know what? <clears throat> If he is a Holocaust denier, if he says it didn't even happen, or if he says it didn't happen the way the government says it did, they, they lump everybody into, if you don't agree exactly with the government narrative, you're a denier. See, this is the label thing again. Uh, I don't believe the Holocaust happened exactly the way the government told us it did. Uh, and I believe when they leave out Holodomor, 
as an evil slaughter, but yet focus on the Holocaust as the worst one, they err as well. Holodomor was worse than World War II, the Holocaust. Both of them were evil and wrong, don't get me wrong, and I'm not denying either of them. I'm just saying that you can't promote one, and then if I challenge any narrative on it, call me a denier, then I bring up a worse crime than that, and you ignore me. Okay, the narrative is what we're talking about, but here's the deal. Let me understand this. So let's say he does deny the Holocaust. Let's say that Nick and Yi, a Mexican guy and a black guy, I don't know how they're white supremacists, but there you go, uh, say Jews are at fault for everything they control Hollywood, and the Holocaust never happened. And let's say they say all that. Now, do we believe they have a right to their own beliefs, Kelly, or not? Oh, sure. If you want to keep believing the earth's flat, that's fine. Go right Right. ahead. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, I, I don't agree with you. A, yeah, opinions are like belly buttons. You know, everybody's got one. Okay, but here's the problem. If somebody promotes bisexual, transgender, lies about your gender, um, you know, has these perverted viewpoints, uh, pedophiles on children, I could go on and on and on with the sins in America today. Baby murdering doctors and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, vaccine, truth deniers, all this stuff, uh, birthers, whatever. How come the only people we're not allowed to talk to is the, quote, white supremacist guy or the Holocaust denier guy or the Jew hater guy? How are they worse than the baby murdering or the gay lesbian promoting or the whatever the case? How are, is one group just fine to talk to? If I surround myself with gays and say they have every right to their views, I'm a, I'm a hero. If I talk to a white supremacist, if I talk to Nick once, he's not even white. Um, then I'm an enemy. I'm somehow, man, Donald should have never done that interview. Or Donald should have never tried to have ye to dinner. That was a horrible mistake. Boy, did he get, it'll ruin his chances in 24. Man, he he talked to a guy that, that thought the Holocaust didn't exist. Oh, my gosh. He ate dinner with him. They drank water. He, he oh, man. How do we create this psychotic idea that even if you are a white supremacist, now, I disagree with the view completely. But even if you do think Jews control Hollywood, I think that. Go look at the rosters of, of who owns what, and you'll find out it's true. That doesn't mean that I hate the Jews, though, just because I acknowledge they control a lot of the media. But see, well, if you say something like that, you're just done, Kelly. Well, I was going to say, how many mass murderers has Joe Biden met with in the last two years? Yeah, but he's but okay. He didn't meet with a white supremacist. But that's no, okay. No. Yeah, he's just trying to do something, um, you know, you know. yeah, he goes and begs the Saudis to more oil but hey you know what he's he's a green energy guy in that and no 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 you know but it's, it's whoever controls the media and and there's people that don't want to broaden their knowledge so they just take that little bit and get shoved down their throat all right brian's words are more important than the break can you skip the break for me <laughs> hey brian i, I want to know yeah. for you sir uh, should i be nice to ye nice to everybody what are you kidding me? This guy is a Jew. You don't, you don't have to go along with their agenda, but you can be nice. I can be kind to ye. No, you don't. Can I have, be kind I mean, to this Yiannopoulos guy? You don't have to. I mean, it's it's basically you don't have to associate with them if you don't like kind of where, what they're doing and trying to accomplish. But you don't have to be a mean person, right? You don't have to be. Yeah, we but, love but all let's say that I don't know, and he wants to go to dinner and talk about his presidential bid. I want to give him some advice and say, you know, yeah, I don't think you'll win. You don't have a chance. But, you know, I, I wouldn't spend my money there. There's a lot of better ways you could influence things, et cetera. And I meet with Yee. 
Should I ever do that? Or, or should I be willing to meet with, let's say, the North Korean dictators and the communist Chinese and all these people, but yet I won't touch, um, say, Yi with a 10-foot pole? <laughs> Who depends who's paying for the dinner. But no, I'm just joking. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but all these guys well, are rich. Would... Any of them could pay for dinner, right? What, what would Look, he, he's not broke. Donald's not broke. What's that, Kelly? I said, what would Jesus do? I mean, he met with yeah. tax collectors and Gentiles. He never met with no white supremacists. Jew hating Holocaust <laughs> well, deniers, though. Well, you know. See, that's where you draw but, the line, well, Kelly. Well, and they never called him a Nazi either, even though he was a Jew. So, you know, why not? Oh, yeah, good good points all the way around. <laughs> See, and this is the problem that I have. I'm not defending Yiannopoulos' views. I'm not defending Yee's views. I'm not defending Fuentes' views or Donald Trump's views. Okay? But, ladies and gentlemen, we need to reject this satanic lie from the pit of hell that says if you meet with somebody, if you're kind to somebody, if you then somehow you adopt everything they believe and think based on this uh, interaction, this social uh, blame, or somehow I'm, you know, guilt by association idea or buzzwords that just make people go, whoa, you can't even, that guy's a leper. He's a, he's a new media leper. Don't you dare touch Fuentes. Golly, he's a white supremacist. The guy's a Mexican. Now, do I have any problem with these, the fact that he's a Mexican? No, I'm pointing out that you claim he's a white supremacist because he has views that you believe are white supremacist-ish. What's a white supremacist-ish view in the first place? That all Jews are bad? Is that the first you know, thing that, hey, all of them think that way? Well, I think there's bad Jews and good Jews. How about that, Brian? Yeah, can that can that be? But you're right on, Sam. I mean, it's, you're you're basically the this media driven. You're you're guilty by association, and especially you know Trump. I mean, he's trying to run. You look, you can't. Well, I mean, you, are we saying Biden's never met with anybody? That's uh, or are we are we said no. We're, I mean, but it's the same thing. It's it's the ag- agenda of this media driven. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna keep pushing their agenda. Now, here's the other interesting thing. Uh, Yiannopoulos said that he arranged the meeting to cause all this trouble for the Donald and just make his life pure heck. Nicholas Fuentes says, wait a minute, I wasn't involved in any setup. I just went there because I am a political commentator, and I thought meeting with the Donald would be great. And he is not saying that he set anybody up either. But here's the problem. Donald Trump now is running from these guys going, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. I somebody's got to have some cojones here, Kelly, to stand up and go, you know what? I met with those guys. I disagree with several of their views. I will meet with you even if I disagree with your view, gay and lesbian promoter, bisexual, transgender promoter, completely against science, baby murderer who believes in abortion. You need to have the Ron Paul view. Here's what happened. A bunch of um, prostitutes donated to Ron Paul's campaign back in the day. And so the media tried to trap Ron Paul, and they're like, hey, you got all these prostitutes supporting your campaign. What do you say to them? And he goes, I don't agree with their prostitution, but one thing they do right, I'm not going to blame them for doing something right for once. That's right. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. So I'll have Fuentes on the radio. I'll have David Duke on the radio. I'll have any of these people because you know what? I would like a chance to influence them for good, Brian. I'd like a chance to to use the kind, patient, long-suffering influence of my 
um, political prowess or expertise or whatever you want to call it, to let them know that, you know what, there might be some bad Jews, I agree, but there's a lot of good Jewish people. There might be some guys that are, there might be this and that. The Holocaust may not be as the government said it was, but you know what, it did happen, and there's a lot of suffering, and, you know, speaking out against them or this and that, sometimes you, you, you make a lot of people um, very hurt inside if you just ignore legitimate things that happen to their loved ones and things and we can be more cautious and careful in our language ye we can be more patient and kind and give people the benefit of the doubt yanopolis we can do things to bring people together not divide sir uh fuentes you know what um let's let's back off on the uh you know rhetoric here because it's not as helpful as you hope and maybe i can influence them for good and my comments and conversation wouldn't be because we're going to do the guilt by association line my conversation would be more of the idea that you know what i can be kind to you i can treat you as jesus would treat you and i can use my influence hopefully for good with them too just like if i meet with the baby killer i'd try to get them to believe in life just like if i met with the cross transgender whatever i try to get them to understand true science and that matches god's law which is male and female created them and i would influence whatever ill gotten view the flat earth guy whatever i would try to use my influence and my friendship over time to encourage them to be in a better place and if i'm guilty for that let the chips fall where they may brian no doubt about it, uh, Sam. I think, uh, you know, the key to that is to be in a better place. Absolutely. And and the, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I mean, change was all, it was all about change. You know, sin no more and go thy way and sin no more. Let's, you know, and, but he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't cross the street to avoid the person. Right. He, yeah. yeah let's, let's, let's would I meet with Paul Potts let's, of the day? Sure. I would. Would I meet with Mao Zedong? Would I meet with Hitler? Sure. I would. Does it mean I agree with them? Absolutely not. Right. Right? I'd interview some of the serial killers in prison, too. Doesn't mean I agree with them or I'm okay with them by any stretch of the imagination, Kelly. No, I mean, that's exactly right. And Milo's the one that really wanted to stir things up, and, and he he has the agenda. I mean, if it had been for him, the other three probably could have met and not had the problems. I'm sure he's trying to direct that narrative in the in the wrong way, but yeah, we can't even we can't even have a discourse now, and I and this really hasn't popped up since everybody's been able to speak because of the internet. So uh, I guess the media we can see how much they were able to control things before everybody could talk, and they're just trying to defend that little bit of uh, control that they had at one time. Now, would I but, meet with Milo? Yes, I would. And you know what my message to Milo would be? Milo, listen, making Donald Trump's life hard or intentionally making anyone's life hard, shame on you for that, sir. You know what? Let's try to find a way to make people's lives better, to lighten one another's burdens. Whether we agree or disagree on any topic under the sun, let's try to bring people to a better place. Let's try to use love and patience and kindness and influence and long-suffering and uh, and encouragement. and uh, Let's use what we can to build relationships of trust and that's where I come from, and I don't care who I'm talking to or who I'm with. Now, does that mean I'm going to hang out with ye every day? I'm not saying that, okay? As Brian wisely said, look, I'm not choosing to associate necessarily, but I'm saying this idea that because Donald, I mean, he can meet with anybody on the planet he wants, but golly, not a white supremacist. He can meet with North Korean dictators, and that's no problem. But, man, you meet with uh, Fuentes, 
the Mexican guy that's white supremacist, supposedly? Oh, don't you dare. Man, that'll just ruin your whole, that'll take your whole aspirations as president. You can be in bed with a communist Chinese and have proof with your son in business dealings and no harm, no foul. But you talk to Fuentes, man, oh, you're done. See, this is just psychotic, and we've got to push back, and nobody has the guts to push back like I do, Brian, not even the Donald. Donald wimps out, and I take it on for the poor gentleman. I'll come on. I'll get Donald on the radio and say, Donald, quit wimping out, buddy. I'm by your side. All right. Okay. Why are we wimping out? Why are we melting down over this instead of just saying, you guys are off your rock crazy? Come on. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's move on, though. Let's hear what Gold's doing right now, Brian. Uh, gold's eighteen oh three ten. Eighteen oh three ten. That's up a little bit. Yeah, it's up forty bucks from last couple of weeks. We were eighteen three ten silver. Uh, twenty two seventy one. Twenty two seventy one. What do you say to that, Kelly? Well, it's showing you that uh, well, this this FTX collapse and everything, people are realizing that there's nothing like the real thing, you know. Wow, what do you say, Brian? Well, that's it. I mean, I agree. Yeah, that FTX uh, imploded, and you know, a lot of billions of uh, investments that have—it's uh, more than a you know million creditors there now. So whatever. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of lot of issues going on with that. Yeah, and you, Brian, or I mean, Kelly mentioned this former crypto billionaire, and they call him a Democratic Party mega donor. Sam Bankman Fried or Freed or whatever, he revealed that he gave large sums of money to Republicans in a November 29th interview. Uh, he basically said that. He told crypto YouTuber Tiffany Fong, hey, all my Republican donations were dark. It was under the table because, man, the media folks go crazy if they find this out. So I donated with dark money so that no one would know. But I basically donated $37 million uh, to Democrats and about the same amount to Republicans. And now, you know what? This guy used a loophole in the Citizens United rule to donate all this money and everything else. And I submit this is literally election fraud to donate this kind of dark money to these people. Uh, Brian? Yeah, uh, absolutely. <clears throat> I, you know, just what's, what's going to be the ripple effect of all this? Let's watch and see, huh? What you have in my mind is this scenario where this guy donated this big money. George Soros does it. This guy does it. And we claim there's no election fraud, but we're talking about billions of dollars. This guy's the second largest donor behind George Soros, who contributed over $128 million to Democrats this cycle alone. And then yeah. we say there's no um, you know, election fraud. And now this right. big old scandal and everybody else is holding the bag, but the Republicans and Democrats who got the donations, no harm, no foul for them, Kelly. Yeah, we got to make it look like it's all one side. He does so they, because the because the media, you know, the that uh, liberal progressive media. So he's got to cater to them. But he wanted to play both sides of the table supposedly, so that he had it covered. But uh, yeah, we haven't had a free election in the United States for maybe a hundred years, honestly. George Soros put over a hundred hundred twenty eight million. The Democrats' cycle alone, Brian. And I claim there's election fraud, and they say, oh, you don't have any evidence, Sam. What? <laughs> Who, what well, are we talking about, Brian? We can't even have conversations like this, sir. 
No, that's right. I mean, it's it's you know it's showing its ugly face, but they're gonna you know they're gonna you know deny it or or, or spin it a different route. And now we're gonna talk about something else, and then you know like a dinner at Trump's place, and then uh, you know it's it's just the way of the world that we live, you know, right now. Now, before his empire collapsed, this guy, I don't know if you know this, but he uh, made inferences. He raised the possibility of spending a billion dollars on the 24 election during a podcast interview, Brian. Yeah, he is it he who has the money or or is it that, that uh, makes the rules or is it the gold that makes the rules or it used to be something to that effect. But money talks, I guess. It doesn't depending. Uh, doesn't even matter where you get the money. I guess that's. <laughs> Brian, uh, Kelly, you want to comment on this? I mean, it's just and we say there's no vote fraud. You're crazy. There's no evidence, but yet George Soros spends 128 million on a midterm election, and now this guy's literally on a podcast before he went broke in this scandal. He said, "Hey, I'm possibly going to put a billion into 20 or 2024, man." Bye. Yeah, and. Is going on, and Kelly. it wasn't his money either. It was people that were trusting him with their money. That's whose money he was using. But yeah, and you know they're just gonna. Oh no, no, no! He's, this isn't true. This isn't true. This is you know, and it, it's just. I I don't know. There really is almost no way to fix that at all. You know, except for build it back up with the elections. It's uh, totally get get rid of all donations. You know. If you want to do it that way, and uh, but that's why your tax forms are so long, so you can hide stuff. There you have it. <laughs> Last story before the end of the hour, Brian. Criminal IRS forks over Trump's tax returns to Congress. All right, how's that looking? Well, I personally believe it's a problem because, you know what, first off, I think the IRS is criminal and unconstitutional, but that's a whole other topic. That's an opinion <laughs> to which I'm entitled, ladies and gentlemen. But I will say this, though, what's interesting to me is um, that means any of our taxes can be turned over to whoever fights for them in court and has enough money and mojo to make it happen. And that means privacy concerns are out the window. That's my problem. Uh, Who else can yeah. those tax returns go to now that, what, 435 members of the House have them? Or these committees have or whatever. Who can control where your information goes? You have no guarantee of privacy anymore by this criminal agency. Brian, last word's yours. Well, let's turn to God. We need more freedom, right? We Instead of uh, this dictatorship of just taking us down the, the wrong hole. Kelly, finish up, buddy. Uh, keep it up, Sam. Keep pushing. All right, we tell the tale as we see it, ladies and gentlemen. We're not afraid of anybody. You call me a white supremacist, go ahead. I'll debate it with you anytime, anywhere, anyplace, though. I'll tell you that right now. I uh, believe people are all children of God, and we should treat each other kindly with love and respect and dignity, even if you absolutely disagree with what they say, believe, or think. Got it? Good. Thanks for being alongside for the ride, ladies and gentlemen. We were talking to Brian Rust. RustQuentingGift.com, and God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is indeed the broadcast for December the 1st in the year of our Lord, 2022. The Christmas season kicking off, baby, and we love it. Christmas are one of the most favored favorite time of the year, ladies and gentlemen. The goal to promote God, family, and country to protect life, liberty, and property using the blueprint for liberty to do so, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. You know the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers were one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have left at our fingertips, right? Good. Thank you so much. Our guest this hour, co-host, if you will, Mary Toko. She's an international speaker, author, independent researcher, natural health coach, and a whole lot more. MaryToko.com. That's M-A-R-Y-T-O-C-O-T-O-C-C-O.com to learn more about her incredible work. Mary is considered an expert on the dangers of vaccines and more. Mary, welcome back. Great to be back with you, Sam. All right, I got a cool buzzword for you. You ready? Uh-oh. Yep, I'm ready. Dr. Amanda, uh, how do you say her name? Don Vollmer, I guess is how you say it. Amanda Don Vollmer, uh, I guess she's a doctor, and she went on a rant uh, on, I think it was um, Rumble. Uh, and she, it was like a 90-second rant in which she just berated the establishment for their lies and abuses and says we're not going to take it anymore. And boy, howdy, is she right. I do not have that clip, but I do have the unique new buzzword she created. It's called Quaxine. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so they got the Quaxines out there, Mary. <laughs> okay. That's a great buzzword. I like it. It's that has Q-U-A-C-K-S-E-E-N. Quaxine. Yeah, you're going to well, take the Quaxine, hey. Mary? You know what it is? They're being exposed. They cannot hide. That's you know, true. every rock right. is being turned. People are coming out of, of people are coming out everywhere no about question. the dangers. And so, and a dear listener know, sent this to me. I don't know this doctor. I've never met her. I don't know anything about her except that the buzzword was so good. I had to just grab this listener's information that sent it. And I don't. I don't think the listener wants to be named. Okay, so I okay. want to give a shout out to them and let them know I love them and I'm not taking credit. I'm just telling you, they did it, and it's good for them. But I don't think they want to be focused on. But I want to let them know I know. And I don't want to make you think that I just came up with this. Uh, this doctor lady came up with it, and then this uh, listener sent it to me and said, Sam, this is just brilliant. This is awesome. And I had to agree. You know what, folks? Don't take the quack scenes, okay? Oh, that is so good. <laughs> that is so good. I love it. And, you know, I'm going to have to make it go viral on my Telegram and all of my other media sites because I think it's awesome. I and love when a go, new word go Mary, hits. Yes. Go Mary. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to start putting it in my lectures and talking about the quack scenes. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, Good. you got to give uh, this doctor though a little bit of credit for it though. Like I say her, I don't know anything about her, but her name, you can just look it up. It's Amanda Don Vollmer. Uh, is I will look this. it up and I will contact her and, and give her a big thumbs up for coming up with a new, very good descriptive word. And Amanda spelled very strangely so that you can find it. Spell it like this, if you will. A-M-A-N-D-H-A, I think is how it's spelled. Okay. Awesome. Anyway, pretty cool. I thought that was all right. I liked it. I liked it. 
uh, I thought it was worthy of talking about. Also, this discussion, I think, is interesting. I don't know if you know, but House Republicans, now they have a slim, slim majority and everything else. I don't trust the Republicans because they betrayed us on the Disrespect for Marriage Act. In the Senate, 12 Republicans betrayed us, and in the House, it was even more. Uh, hopefully, uh, the House will stop it this time, but I don't know how many faith in the lame duck session. Um, Barack's gonna, or, uh, Barack Biden's going to sign it. And um, okay. I kind of say Barack Biden because mm. you wonder, is Biden really running the show or is, is Barack behind the scenes running the show and Biden's the public face of Barack's kind of faux presidency? I don't know. It seems that way to me. But I bring this up because House Republicans now sent an open letter to the National Institutes of Health demanding that the body, quote, not destroy any materials concerning the origins of COVID-19 and urging, quote, further transparency of the NIH's knowledge of the origins. Now, mm. I appreciate them sending this letter, Mary, but isn't it a day late and a dollar short? They've literally had years to destroy this already. I appreciate they want them to preserve what they have, but they say the committee, listen to this carefully, the Committee on Energy and Commerce sent 12 letters to the NIH between March 18th, 2021 to October 31st, 2022, asking for information regarding the origins of COVID-19 uh, and relating to the NIH's grant to EcoHealth Alliance, among other topics. Uh, and they say the letter states the committee's 12 letters have gone unanswered. Well, I'm not surprised. Look what... To the letter and the Wednesday, what they call the urgent NIH requirement to respond to the longstanding request. Anyway, they go on and on and on. But they basically have ignored this over 12 letters. And now they're like, hey, make sure you don't delete anything. I appreciate that rhetoric in public. But I think it's a day late and a dollar short. I think it has no real teeth is my concern, Mary. Well, look how long Rand Paul has been screaming in congressional hearings, screaming and shouting and, you know, about gain of function with Fauci. And I mean, all of that, I sit back and I watch it. I go, nothing has changed. You know, I appreciate Rand Paul. I was a fan of his father, Ron Paul. Um, Ron Paul was actually on uh, an honorary member of a board in Michigan I was part of called Michigan opposing mandatory vaccines. And so I, I love the fact that he's been out there yelling and screaming and kicking, and but nothing has changed. So I'm not surprised that 12 letters have just gone and been ignored. In my opinion, there needs to be heads to roll. And I don't mean that literally. I mean that figuratively, ladies and gentlemen, don't get crazy. Uh, but look, we cannot have this continuing to thumb their nose uh, at this and just ignore this, right? That's right. But, you know, what's it going to take? Um, you know, on the break, you and I were talking briefly about, not to change the subject, we were talking about this new Supreme Court case um, that you are very, very familiar with. And I'll tell you what, this case gave me a little bit of hope, uh, Sam, that maybe, just maybe, um, things are going to start to happen. So, we'll see. I pray right? for Loy. Brunson, the Brunson brothers are their nicknames. They've got three lawsuits. One of them hit the Supreme Court docket. I pray that it's successful. And I'll do everything that I can to reach success. In summation, if you guys don't know, Loy and his brothers, they're from Utah. They're dear friends of mine. And they sent 
this idea. They're not challenging the election results. That's where everybody else has gone. They're not doing that. What they're challenging is, hey, by law, there was a 10-day window that Congress must look at. Uh, the allegations of fraud and all the evidence that over 100 members of Congress, that's House and Senate, by the way, together, uh, over 100 members of Congress had facts and information on. And two Republican or two uh, congressional leaders were trying to make this happen. Uh, and um, as far as I understand, um, oh, what's the uh, senator from Texas's name? Shoot. I don't recall. Well, come on, Senator from Texas. He's a, oh, Ted Cruz. Sorry, Ted Cruz. Uh, and uh, a couple of other people were pushing for this, and it got shut down. And they never did their due diligence and looked into this. So the Brunson case says, hey, they had an obligation to do this. They were derelict in their duty, and we say that's a problem, and we're suing them over this. Uh, this case has made it to the Supreme Court. We'll see where it goes. Our prayers are with them. I'm not downing it in any way. I just know from experience that, look, these criminal clowns on the inside are not going to do us any favors. So we need to be very uh, kind of aware about that. And these 12 letters have largely gone unanswered, as I said. And according to the letter on Wednesday, urges the NIH to respond to the longstanding requests immediately, but no later than December 16th. 2022 now i appreciate again this deadline and everything else but there's no teeth nothing's gonna happen that's okay, the it's problem kind of like the joe biden or hunter biden laptops discussion hey they say they have enough to arrest criminal hunter but hunter's ready to celebrate christmas with his family isn't he see yep, this is what we're is. talking about is the problem mary right and that's one reason why i'm really prayerful that this uh you know we need four judges out of nine to say that this case warrants um, a hearing, and and that's my goal. And and there is a, there is kind of a sense that the Lord is behind this because of how things have gone, you know, from the circuit to the the Supreme Court. I really feel like perhaps God's hand is in this case, and I love the fact that they're taking a totally different approach to this. That that they're basically um, suing because proper procedures were denied, and so and they have so much evidence. Uh, so I'm very hopeful. And, you know, Sam, we need to have some hope. Uh, I, the last thing I hate to see is when people give up hope and start to feel depressed or anxious about the world and what's going on. And so um, I, I just really pray that this case goes through. Oop, are you there? Oh, yes, ma'am. We can hear you loud and clear. Okay. My, my laptop just went dark. I thought it was uh, dying on me, and it was. I just got it plugged in just in time. Woo! Oh, good work. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We're still here. You're I good. Know. You're rolling. Awesome, awesome. So, no, I, you know, we just have to keep a prayerful attitude and keep our, our, our attitude up where we have to have some faith and confidence and trust that God is working behind the scenes. That's what keeps me going every day. Amen to that. we got to have faith that our prayers are with their case. There's no question about it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, we the people are starting to gain the upper hand. I don't know if you believe it, but it's true. In so many situations, from the COVID lies being exposed, just don't take the quack scenes, okay?
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, MaryToko.com. Mary Toko with me. The new buzzword, quacksines, ladies and gentlemen, don't take them. Mary is considered an expert on the dangers of vaccines. And House Republicans sent a letter to the NIH, but they've sent over 12 of them with no response. Now they're saying you better respond. And I don't know what the or else is going to be, uh, but I appreciate that nevertheless. Now, um, the New York courts strikes down Nick or New York City COVID-19 vaccine mandate. This story is a little bit dated, but I wanted Mary to have a chance to speak out on this because this is a, you know, right before the break, we were talking about we need to put some positive news in here and give people courage and hope. Boy, how did this get it done? This fight was worth it. It was a long time in coming, Mary. It sure was, and it affected over 1,400 city workers. And this is where people need to realize that we must be active on a local level. We must do whatever we can within our power to affect local politics um, and get involved. So the good thing about it was um, the New York City Mayor Eric Adams uh, basically had given special exemptions to private sectors for athletes and performers. Um, and, and that whole thing was uh, completely annihilated um, when they decided basically that it's unlawful to give certain people, you know, uh, uh, exemptions for vaccines while mandating all of the city workers and other people to get it. So as a result, all of those people who had lost their jobs because they refused to take the jab. And that's the key, folks. 
it might look dismal. You might have to quit. You might have to walk away. But there is hope that in the end, um, your rights can be restored. And so those 1,400 people ended up getting back pay and getting their jobs back. So that's good news. That gives us a little bit of hope. And so even in my own and, and local... And let me stop you there really oh, quick, sure. just so people know. Think how many stood up to make this happen. And think if there was 10 times as many who had the guts to follow their lead and stand up as well, what could have happened? It would have happened sooner. Uh, it could influence other states and other mandates and other circumstances to change, too. We have got to get involved, folks. And when people do good things happen almost every time, Mary. And we do know that usually, you know, there's a small percentage of people who um, lead and make changes in the world. But I agree with you. And this is my call out to people. Be courageous. Stand up for what you believe in. Don't be pushed around. You know, get informed, get educated. Don't take anyone's word for anything pertaining to your health or to this jab or whatever. Because, Sam, people have been led around too long. And the encouragement is that a lot of people are waking up. More families are unfortunately being injured by the jab. They're seeing the injury. They're now realizing that the jab has made their loved one sick or killed their loved one or them that they themselves are struggling after taking the jab. So, you know, a lot of people are waking up. Uh, but I, I agree with you. We need more people who are willing to stand up and say no more. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. So it's good news the New York court struck that down. We wanted to kind of reiterate that because we need to highlight the good news. Mary's right about that. I got another good news piece that I want to highlight. Um, back in the 90s, there was a well-known musician by the name of Steve Voss. And Steve has been a dear friend of mine for years. I've had him on the radio from time to time. He's given me permission to play all of his music on my radio show without any um, royalties or anything else. He just says, Sam, I love you. Play it all. Promote it. Do the best you can. And I've been grateful for that. Steve Voss created a song called We Must Take America Back. It was a great, great song. And I don't know if you know, but there's an official music video online for this now. So that's good news in my opinion. Um, it's, it's huge news. Uh, because Steve is really, uh, I don't know how to describe this. The guy's just a, a great leader. Um, he had a big record deal, and it kind of went south because they didn't really like what he was focusing on with his patriotic music and everything else. Well, anyway, the music video, We Must Take America Back, it's a song to inspire all patriots. It's an exclusive, and it was an article is written about this now by Joseph Farah in WorldNet Daily. Exclusive, Joseph Farah recommends tune to Donald Trump as the perfect campaign rally anthem and there's an article on wnd.com by joseph Farah about this well anyway i uh feel as joseph does i don't know if you know but back in the day i got in the um radio business when joseph Farah got into the news business i mean this is a long time ago now and joseph poor joseph had a few heart attacks since and he's really struggled with his health but the guy remains true and a good guy I realize some people are critical of WND.com, and you know what? Over the years, uh, no matter what you do, somebody will be critical of you. There's just no way to uh, avoid it. If you're in the news, you're going to get criticized, okay? But Joseph Fair wrote this great article, and I want to describe it. I want to talk about it with Mary a little bit, and then I want to play this song because it's been updated, and it's got some unique new words as well. Um, but uh, Joseph Ferris says, as I explain, the first version of Take America Back, 
there's a song playing in my head as I wrote the book. So he wrote a book about this. It's been one of my inspirations that still gives me chills, Joseph says. In 1992, a friend of mine, singer-songwriter Steve Voss, signed a recording contract with RCA. And Americans were starved for entertainment that was patriotic. It touched their hearts. It was good. It started to go viral. Here are some of the lyrics to the song originally, folks. Ready? The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the times are on cardboard boxes and street corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear we're on our way down. We must take America back. Put an end to the gangs and the drugs in the streets. And the fact that the bad guys almost always go free. That is wrong. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us. Let's take America back. We need prayer in schools and more things made in the USA. It's the least we can do for the red, white, and blue. We must take America back. There's a hell here on earth in some city schoolyards when bullets and birth control outnumber books. Something is wrong. We must take America back. The song, folks, began climbing the charts in markets where it got airtime. A lot of radio stations loved it. People calling in and begged it to be played, but RCA was not happy. Some big city radio stations complained about the patriotic nature of the song. It got yanked off the market despite begging requests for it all over the place. In effect, Steve Voss was one of the first artists canceled in 1992. Thus, Steve Voss's big-time entertainment career was cut short. There's a price to pay for doing what Steve Voss did. Besides being nagged by his own record label, he uh, got attacked by everybody, folks. He's been harassed by the Internal Revenue Service, but it's time that we all act like Steve Voss, Joseph Ferris says. Listen carefully. There's a price to pay for doing what's right. And then it goes on and talks about what we need to do. It's a great article from Joseph Farah. He's been targeted by threats and abuse and harassed by the Internal Revenue Service. It's time for all of us to behave like Steve. Take a stand, as Steve Voss did. Not just in the voting booths, folks. Not just in political soapboxes. Not just in social media posts, but behind the cultural barricades where the real struggle for our nation's future is being waged. By talented, gifted, and freedom-loving guerrilla fighters like never before. Now, just before writing the first version of Take America Back, my wife and I moved close to Washington, D.C., Joseph Ferris says. And he finishes by saying, everybody asked why I was going to move. And he says, because that's where the bad guys are. Got to move there. I sort of lost touch with my friend Steve Voss, he says. But I wish we could introduce him to Donald Trump. I heard he lost a race in 2022. He's comparing that uh, to the loss that Steve Voss just had in 2020. Uh, but anyway, it goes on and on. It's a great article. But with that great article, I want to highlight Steve Voss came out with a video of his song that you can look it up. Let's take America back. It's out everywhere now on services 
that will actually play it. <laughs> but it's getting, I mean, it's taking the world by storm. It's incredible. Anyway, I bring this up because after the break, we're going to play this song. And the words have been changed slightly. The original one talked about, let's take America back, but America's going down. The new one, though, the first verse says, we, we need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us. But then the next one says, we need leaders to lift us and lead us. And it's a lot more, um, shall I say, apropos in terms of the solutions we can provide. When we come back, I'll um, do a little quick intro, then we'll play the song. Then we'll have Mary Toko comment on the whole thing. We'll do it all in seconds on your radio. Listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Multiple law enforcement agencies are facing a $27 billion class action lawsuit from survivors of the Uvalde, Texas elementary school mass shooting. The suit filed in federal court in Austin names the city of Uvalde, the school district, the district's police department, the Uvalde Police Department, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and members and former members of those agencies. Plaintiffs include parents, along with teachers and school staffers. The House passed legislation that will force railroad unions to accept the terms offered to help them by the Biden administration. Those in favor of the legislation say that Congress had to act in order to prevent a strike. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell indicated Wednesday the central bank may decide to raise interest rates at a smaller rate at its next policy meeting. Markets expected the Fed will lift the Fed funds rate by a half percentage point at its meeting in mid-December. The markets reacted positively, powering the Dow Jones Industrial Average more than 700 points higher. President Biden's student loan debt transfer program with plans to transfer hundreds of billions of dollars owed by tens of millions of college borrowers was given another loss Wednesday as the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals denied his request to reinstate it. U.S. District Judge Mark Pittman called the student loan handouts unlawful. Biden has requested the Supreme Court intervene. After a brief illness, Christine McVie, who played with Fleetwood Mac and wrote some of their most famous songs, died Wednesday at a hospital surrounded by family. The British singer-songwriter was 79. Thanks for being there. We are USA Radio News. Prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. 
F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Ladies and gentlemen, sadly, there's a price to pay for doing what Steve Voss did. You get harassed by the IRS. And, but you know what, folks? It's time for all of us to take a stand, as Steve Voss did, writes Joseph Farah. Not just in the voting booths, folks. Not in just the political soapboxes and social media. But you know what? Behind the cultural barricade, that's where the real struggle for our nation's future is being waged by talented, gifted, and freedom-loving guerrilla fighters. Yeah, I hope to be one of those people, man. Anyway, Joseph Fair writing a great article. But we're talking about this new Let's Take America Back, Steve Voss, the official music video. Now, we can't show you the video because this is radio, but we can play the song, and here it is. The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that silently spreads, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long We need leaders who lead us Not stick us and bleed us Then ransom our future And our children's that's wrong Yeah, Mary Toko, what do you say? Bravo, bravo, oh my goodness. 
I have chills, and uh, oh boy, I love this song. I'm going to actually pull it up and play it in my house and dance and scream and shout with it. You know, the thief is at the door, folks. The thief is at the door, and we have to start in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our backyard, taking back America. Um, a couple of things that really hit me hard was signs of times on cardboard. And the first thing I did was I remember seeing the picture of faces of children who are missing on the milk carton boxes when I was younger. And the fact yeah. that this is still going on, right? And then yes. it's, it's inspiring. It's truthful. I think he touched on all aspects of life. And I agree. Donald Trump needs to make this song his campaign song. I mean, it would be amazing. I mean, so, what? Listen, what a clear, and this is what Joseph finishes with in his article. Wouldn't that be poetic justice? In 92, when Clinton and those guys, and in 96, when they literally cracked down on supposed hate talk radio, which was anything conservative, right? And now we have the shutdown, and everybody's voices are shut down, and this and that and that. And then if Steve Voss could rise to fame on that song, not that we need him to be famous, but we do need the message to be clear and he, he deserves credit. But wouldn't that be incredible if Donald took that as the campaign song and won in 2024? Could you imagine? I think that's what he needs to do. We need to get it to him. Uh, you know, maybe you can reach out and uh, get it to him. I think it's awesome. I love yeah, the Donald fact that Donald doesn't listen said, to Sam Bushman. Well, you know, you know, I know God can open that door. Yeah, God can open that door, right? That's but a, I loved right. how he says, God will bless us out of this mess. And then he also said, God in his rightful place. And that that's just, those are beautiful words, beautiful words. And then so. the second verse says, we need leaders that will lift us and heed us. That's really that's important, right. too, when you understand that we delegate our authority to them, folks. Remember, they derive their just power from the consent of the governed. If you go read your uh, Declaration of Independence there, you'll understand. So they need to lift us and heed us. That's right. And, and that's what we need more of. And, and I don't think Donald's perfect, but you know what? His pro-life stance is like no president in my lifetime. We've made a lot that to of me. gains there. And that, to me, yes. is one of the most important issues of all is, look, if we can't protect life of the most citizen among us, what can we protect, Mary? If we don't respect life, then... You know, and, and what really gets me, Sam, is when people are so into saving the animals, you know, the turtles, the eagles, the dogs, the dolls, all that's wonderful and great. But if we don't respect human life and protect human life, the unborn, then our, well, that's our country's been on a decline for many, many, many years since we began to abort so many children. Um, but again, I think things are working in the background. I think that God is working. More and more people are talking about the reverse of Roe versus Wade. Um, I think as, as people, we have to really make this critical in our own communities, make this a big topic so that each state can now take charge and stop uh, murdering our children. So. Wow. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on that I want to talk about with you, Mary, because there, interestingly enough, people are waking up. There's several things that have woke us up. The climate change issue is waking people up big time because they're going, what are you talking about? I can't plug my electric car into a tree for crying out loud. Come on. Uh, and others are just waking up because they're like, you know what? I don't want to take um, the quack scene. I'm just not doing that. And, uh, you know, more and more and more information is waking people up on so many fronts. It is amazing. 
And it's gotten to the point where people call me every day uh, because I'm the CEO of the CSPOA. And people call me every day and say, you know what, Sam, what the heck is going What do we do? What do we? And I tell them, you know what, if you're in such a corrupt area, there may not be hope for your county or your state right now. There's just not enough people that care. <clears throat> and you need to move to a place where there's enough liberty to, to uh, you know, make it stick. You can add your support to those who are already there. And, you know, we can't be so spread out we're too thin. And if we must take America back, it's going to happen one county, one community at a time. And we need to start with the communities that we actually have a chance in. And so people are going to need to move. And I talk about the founding fathers, how they sacrificed so much for this country. And all we ask you to do is move. And people are like, oh, no, I can't do that. But they can, and they need to, and they will if they want to take a stand like Steve Voss did, for example. But I don't know if you know, there's a new article that just came out, and it says this. Many Republican and independent voters are either moving or planning on moving to states that align with their beliefs. That's according to a new poll of 1,084 respondents, uh, where 10% of Republicans and 9.6 of independents said that they plan on moving to an area that aligns with their beliefs, and they'll do so within the next year. Well, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and we've had a massive group of people who are exodusing from California, New York, uh, some of those northern uh, very liberal states. Everywhere I go, I meet people from all over the Northeast, and out west who are moving to Charleston. Now, Charleston is a conservative community. We're still in the Bible Belt, but we do have a lot of rhinos running it here. We do have the same, some of the same problems. Um, but, but our, one of the things I want to just mention is three counties, uh, Charleston County, North Charleston, and Berkeley County. We took back our school boards. And this was huge because we had very liberal school boards. South Carolina ranks number three at the bottom for education. And we took back three school boards that are now being run by conservative, Bible-believing Christian people. And we can, if, you, if we can do this here, you can do it everywhere, folks. You just got to get involved. And, um, I mean, you have to find your niche where you belong. I'm actually looking for my own niche where I belong. I, I've never been really involved on uh, locally, civically, but I am now part of a patriot group. We're looking at our own election problems. Um, we're making a difference here in our community. you got to do that in your community so we can take America back. Coming right back in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know, but only 2% of Democrats moved. But they say, furthermore, some respondents have already moved. 4.4% of Democrats, or I'm sorry, 4.4% of Republicans and independents have already moved in the last three years. A huge realignment is taking place between red and blue states. We'll talk about it more with Mary Toko. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church. 
the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. MaryToko.com. Mary Toko with me, Sam Bushman on your radio, talking about taking America back. So it's time for all of us to take a stand, as Steve Voss did, and is, I should say. Many Republican and independent voters are moving. 4.4% of both, so that's uh, 8% between the two. Uh, and then, you know, in the last three years, and now they're doing it again, people are literally jettisoning uh, the blue states for the red states. Now, I'm not here to back the red. I'm not a Republican either. I believe parties are the danger for America. George Washington taught in his last farewell address that, you know what, the two big fears we have are parties— Partisan politics, got to get rid of them. Uh, and foreign entanglements or wars. We got to jettison both those things. He then highlighted morality and religion are the two great supports. That's what we got to stand with. So you know what to stand against and you know what to stand with. Uh, but I will say this uh, people are leaving for more conservative viewpoints, more traditional um, American values. That's for sure. And it's a good sign, uh, Mary, to say the least. Yes, it is. And I think that especially people who have children in the school systems, they're. They're seeing that the public schools are not safe, that their children are being socialized and um, uh, socially uh, educated, indoctrinated, shall we say. And I think that that's also a big issue. Uh, we're also seeing a huge increase in home education for children, which is wonderful, which makes me very delighted because I home educated four of my five because of this very reason um, many, many, like 20, 30 years ago. So I see that Throughout this whole crisis, Sam, we're still seeing some positive things coming out of it. I'm sure it's not easy for people to move, especially with kids, but we are fighting for their lives. We are fighting for our country and our freedoms. So, um, hey, there's lots of room down here in Charleston. They're building thousands of houses everywhere. Come on down to Charleston. The weather is great. Wow. There you have it. I find that good news. I think homeschooling is one of the great answers. Moving to a more conservative place in the country is one of the great answers. Uh, standing with supporting uh, new media taking center stage is one of the keys. Uh, you know, we really need to remember, folks, that, you know, we need your financial support. We don't run this stuff, this stuff for free. Uh, and we need your support, you know, while these big CNN folks are laying off millions of people. 
I'm sorry, millions of dollars, hundreds of people, thousands of people, but millions and billions of dollars uh, at stake. We need just a thin dime. We call this jokingly the Widow's Might Radio Network because we could use every penny we can get. LibertyRoundtable.com if you want to donate liberally. But let me give you some stories that we highlight. Look, if you live in San Francisco, you need to get the heck out of there, folks. I'm telling you right now. Turns out that the San Francisco Police Department has now proposed, quote, authorizing, listen, robots to, to use deadly force in certain situations. The Verge is reporting. According to a draft policy, the force wants the option of using robots, normally used for duties like bomb disposal, etc., to kill suspects when the risk uh, is great or the loss of life is possible. Um, they currently have 17 remotely operated robots in its inventory, folks. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this, folks, but I find this absolutely psychotic. Okay, you've got to get out of these liberal, psychotic places. Look, they currently have 17 remotely operated robots in its inventory. Now, I just find that chilling, folks, um, because, again, who's going to run this? The deep state? The liberal, whacked-out police department in San Francisco? They say one of them has a tool that can load shotgun shells. Wow. Okay? Hmm. <laughs> I'm not hmm. comfortable with this at all, folks. Okay? No, not at all. Another can not be adapted to hold weapons. Hmm. Um, this is chilling, folks, because who's going to make the decisions? Is it going to be like a Bill Gates operating system? It's like, oh, I had a glitch and shot your grandma. Sorry. Better reboot me. No, are you off your rocker crazy? Is it going to be like the Elon Musk? Sorry, we didn't see your car. We just ran it over. Is this the kind of automated stuff we're talking about? Others can be adapted to hold weapons, the Verge notes. This is scary stuff, uh, Mary. It is. And then you add the drones in on there, you know. Um, uh, recently, I had a, I was at a, a meeting here, and um, we had a visitor um Juan O'Savan came in and sat down with us and talked about what he believes. And I asked him, I said, you know, what is the biggest threat for us? On the, he said drones would be a huge problem for us. But he still felt that America, that Americans will stand up and fight. And some people are saying, Sam, that this is going to be the North against the South someday again. That we're going to have the North against the South, like it was back during the Civil War. But we just have to keep praying. We have to keep praying that God has this, but we have to do our part. Um, gosh, it's like Frankenstein's medication. It's crazy. It's artificial intelligence gone nuts. Um, so I don't know, Sam. All right, listen to this comment from this attorney that's against this. Tiffany Moyer, she leads work on police misconduct and militarization. So she's against the militarization of the cops. She's at the Lawyers Committee for what they call civil rights of the San Francisco Bay Area. And she says this, debating the use of killer robots isn't normal and residents shouldn't act like it's normal. We are not living in a dystopian future where we debate whether the police may use robots to execute citizens without a trial, jury, or judge. That's what she said per the mission local or whatever else. Uh, her point's well taken. Makes a lot of sense. 
we have to we have we can't we can't throw our whole system out because it, to me it's like the system is already uh, broken in many ways, but we can't throw it out. We have to still utilize our common sense and our rationale and our court system to determine if somebody's guilty or innocent, and that would certainly bystep all of that. Definitely. I don't know what we do about this, though, but you've got to move out of those cities where they're even contemplating this stuff, Mary. I agree. I agree. I'll tell you what. If I had children, I would be packing them up, and I would be moving. Um, we have to do it for our children. And, yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. And, yes, it's going to, be, it's going to take finances. And, yes, it isn't easy. But we have to do whatever we can do for our children. I, uh, I don't know how to respond to this exactly because I get it. You're like, you know what? My life is here. My job is here. My family's here. My... I understand. But, folks, you cannot get them to adjust their policies with your influence anymore. There's not enough of you is the problem, right? And right. so you're going to have to look at this differently. And you're going to have to say, look, if everybody leaves – then they will be left to their own devices. You know, a lot of times the only reason the government schools are decent right now is because there's good people in them, and in spite of the system, they uphold it. We need to kind of right now say, hey, if you're going to literally talk about killer robots, literally assassinating people at the behest of some government goon, uh, playing judge, jury, and executioner with no accountability, and they're literally discussing that in a real sense in your town, you're beyond your ability to talk common sense to these psychopaths, okay? These people have lost their marbles. They are off their rock crazy, okay? Yeah. I'm telling yep. you right now, you have got to just leave and let them just devour themselves, I guess, uh, because your ability to change it peacefully and normally isn't possible. And this lady, this lawyer's going, you guys think this discussion is normal? You guys are, okay, this is what I'm talking about. It is that bad, Mary. It's a game changer. And I have a lot of family in Michigan. I'm originally from Michigan. I have grandkids and sons and daughter-in-laws in Michigan and family. And they're in such a liberal environment. And, of course, we know that their elections are all messed up. Um, I'm encouraging them all the time to move down here. But it's hard for them. They have children. They have businesses. And, and they have they, – they I, I understand it's hard. But if it gets much worse, I believe my – family my children will make the big exodus down here as well and get out of that liberal state it's crazy uh, you know Sam. What? i appreciate that it's hard for them now but i i don't have a lot of patience for that you know what yesterday when we thought we could change these people and change these things i do but literally in arizona now they certified the election but you literally had public officials go on record saying, I am forced to do this against my will or I'll get arrested if I don't certify the election. Now, even though I believe there's problems, even though I don't think it's legitimate, even though I believe I should stand against this, I don't have a choice because I'm forced to either get arrested or certify this election and vote yes. This is what I'm talking about in Maricopa County and Phoenix, Arizona and other places. This is what's happening. And so when they're that crazy, they don't even care if there's vote fraud now. They said before, oh, you guys claim this without evidence. Now it's in your face. Literally 31% of the voting machines and, and tabulators had problems. And they're saying so. We don't care. Yep. Okay, and now they're well, debating like these robots in San Francisco. They, I mean, these big big cities and these liberal places, they've just absolutely, they're out of the closet now. They're just saying we don't care. It's tyranny, and you better shut up or you'll get arrested. 
Don't you dare in California now, don't you dare as a doctor even say COVID's bogus or the, the response to it is wrong. And here's the solution. They'll just flat out take away your license and arrest you. Doctor, sit down and shut up. See, these people have gone crazy, bat crazy, Mary. It is crazy. And, and at the same time, Sam, we have some new documentaries that are hitting. Um, one of them is called Brave. Um, it's highlighting a lot of uh, doctors and people that are standing up. Then, of course, we have the new documentary out there called Died Suddenly, which is talking about all the young people who took the crazy jab. Um, and, and they, of course, have died suddenly. And one more thing I wanted to just touch on is the number of stillbirths and babies being born to moms who got the jab. This is a... A huge, huge problem. Uh, I don't know. You probably know that Michelle Gershman, who is a OBGYN nurse, uh, came out and told the Epic Times that she is noted the stillbirth rate is skyrocketed from two a month to over 20 a month now, and that their own administrator said that they are projecting to see this increase. Instead of being concerned about it, they're saying we are projecting to see this increase. So we've got a lot of problems out there. Sam. And again, um, can I mention, by the way, my, my website real quick and my DVD series yeah. and my book that I wrote. So my Please. website, as you said, is marytoko.com. You can also find it by going to childhoodshots.com. I have a six part DVD series on the dangers of vaccinations, all of them, not just this crazy quack one, but all of them. And I also wrote a book for parents and people who are, are opting out of the vaccine program and want to know how to promote their children's immune system. It's called natural immune development, a deeper understanding. And Sam, you said when we support people, like myself, you help me to continue my research and continue doing what I'm doing. Because obviously, obviously, um, this industry doesn't necessarily provide a really good living for people like us, okay? Because we're, we're speaking up against everything. We're like the David going against Goliath. So when people, you know, purchase my DVD, or and it's all downloadable, by the way, um, they're helping me to continue my research and to continue, continue doing what I'm doing, Sam. So... I really appreciate you uh, giving me a chance to uh, talk about this on air. So, Amen to that. Mary, I, we know us take America back. The good news is good people are doing more than they have ever done before. Let's never forget That's that right. reality check. Uh, the gulf between or the separation between the good and the bad is increasing. There's no question. But we know we're on God's side, which is indeed ultimately the winning side. Take comfort, take peace, take faith and hope in that. And let's go to work, ladies and gentlemen. MaryToko.com, her website, my website, LibertyRoundtable.com, our syndicated, nationally syndicated radio network, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, donate liberally, share the love. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But we need you to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.